who need a community of faith that is not just going to be affirming, that is not just going to be tolerated, but who will be fully celebrated for who they are and the child of God that they were made to be. And so we hope you will keep your hearts open for the, during this service. Um, there will be some things that you do not completely understand uh, if you do not know Spanish, and that's okay. And even though you might be frustrated, I ask you to please stay with it, and you'll still get your blessing. How many of you have ever been through your life and you didn't know what God was doing at all? Right, right, right? And you were frustrated and you were probably using all sorts of language and that's okay. And then at the end of it, you got your blessing, right? Whether you were confused or not, spirit can still move. And so that's where we are in this service. Uh, we're going to talk about communi community today. And so I want to start off with the, uh, well, before I get to the Apostle Paul, uh, um, I'm going to start with some colorful language. Is that okay? Can I talk colorfully to you? Is that okay? Colorful language. Look at, I got some strange faces. We have kids in the room. Please don't, right? I know, I know, I know. Um, but you all know what I mean when we say colorful language, right? You're in church and you're having spirit-filled language and worshiping and praising And then as soon as you leave these walls and you get on I-10 or 290 and you use colorful language, right? <laughs> If the Texans lose today, you will, lose, you will use colorful language, right? If the Cowboys win today, you will use colorful <laughs> language, right? <laughs> and yet, we always use colorful language. But... This language is a bit different, and though this was going on. In the first century, um, the Apostle Paul is writing his letter to the community at Rome. Now, this church, the Apostle Paul did not write. So it's very weird to have a letter uh, from Paul to a church that he did not uh, found uh, from the very beginning. But he writes to this church, and he writes to them. There's a specific reason. There's something going on at this church. Well, there's multiple reasons. But one of the reasons, one of the things that is going on is people in the community are using colorful language. Colorful language like I tend to use. Colorful language like making fun of other people. Colorful language like belittling someone for what they believe on their own spiritual journey. Now, what's interesting is here... Uh, You know, in the Pentecostal church, we used to say, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Can you hear me now? <laughs> people are using colorful language. You know, usually when you're in churches and people are judging other people, who's usually doing the judging? Is it the conservatives or is it the progressives? Just on your experience, what would you say? Conservative, right? right. That, that's, the, that, 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 that's our first inclination. But in the Roman church, it is not the conservatives who are doing the judging. It is the progressives in the church. It is the people who are so secure in their relationship with God that they have no issues eating meat sacrificed to idols. I stand with them because uh, they trust God so much. They don't have to say grace at any meal, right? They just know God is working in their life. They are so, they have a, such a higher consciousness that they are trusting God every which way, every moment of the day. And yet there are some folks, the other folks, Paul calls them weaker, um, specifically the vegetarians, 
Sorry, Rivke. Sorry, Rivke. In my family, we eat menudo, and you have to be strong to eat menudo, just so you know. Right? It's tripe soup, in case you're wondering. Um, he calls it strong versus weak. And so the liberals, the progressives, are judging the conservatives. And the conservatives, they're saying, look, this, this is my tradition. If I eat that meat, I'm going against my own conscience. I don't feel right. And at the end of the day, it's my own mind, my own conscience, my own heart that I have to deal with, with God. Isn't that something? Now, I will tell you, I will not judge a single person for having more conservative beliefs than me. Especially in this room, I will not do it with my mouth. But there are some times, and maybe you have this too, where you judge folks with your heart, right? Now I'm speaking to the progressives now, the so uh, quote unquote strong people. We think because we're so sure in our relationship with God, with the divine, that it's not so much that anything goes, but we think everyone should have the same consciousness and experience as we do. And the truth of the matter is, God works and deals with us all in different ways, different times. We are all on different spiritual locations. And so in this room, there are people who are very progressive. In this room, there are people who are very conservative theologically. In this room, there are people across the spectrum, and that is not a bad thing whatsoever. But as a community of faith and a community of God who's trying to embody the kingdom of God, we have got to wrestle it. We do a good job, Resurrection MCC. We're not perfect, not at all, but we do a good job. And how can you say that, Reverend Michael? I can say that because in this room, there are people who come from many different religious traditions. If you grew up Catholic, will you please raise your hand? If you grew up Pentecostal, will you please raise your hand? Baptist, you can raise your hand. Episcopals, Lutherans, Methodists, raise your hand. If you did not grow up in any Christian tradition, raise your hand. If you did not grow up in any religion, spiritual community at all, if, you have, uh, if you're strong, you can raise your hand. We won't judge you. Um, we always have at least one pagan, uh, as they, they call themselves, in the uh, MCC 101 class that we have, and that's Rev K. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I meant earthy. I meant earthy. Okay. I meant grounded. That's what I meant. I meant grounded. Um, but in MC one, MCC 101, when people learn about who we are, that's one thing we do. We ask people, what is your religious tradition? And then we write everything across a board. And people begin to see, wow, look at the diversity of religious traditions that we have in this church. Diversity that should not be happening because the other churches tell us that we need to be excommunicating one another. We need to be kicking other people out because you don't believe this specific creed, you cannot be a part of this church. And yet right now, sitting next to you, there's a sinner, as people would say. Right now, sitting next to you, there's a heretic, people would say. Right now, preaching to you, there is a heretic preaching right here and right now. And that's okay. The fact of the matter is we're all going to grow in our beliefs and we just want to recognize it. The diversity in this room, the diversity in our community, that's what we are hoping for. Not just in this church, but I wish all churches would get this. Colorful language. Colorful language 
the Apostle Paul, colorful language in our own church, but there's other colorful language that we heard today. The song, De Colores. How many of you have heard it before? De Colores. How many of you know what it means, De Colores? Yes, yes, yes. A few hands. There are others. You like the tune, Amy Joe, right? You like the tune. It's good. The last song that the choir sang, De Colores, is very fitting for today because it talks about the beauty of creation, the beauty that is always around us if we will only open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our hearts to experience the beauty that God has for us. Um, many people translate it in different ways, but Decalotus could be uh, uh, always with color, of color, colorful, always colorful. It could be many different things. But just so you get the idea, Decalotus, always with color are the fields in the springtime, Decalotus. Always with color are the birds that come from outside singing and chirping, Decalotus. Always with color is the rainbow that we see shining. And you know that rainbow. Some of us know it very well. <laughs> but it's a beautiful rainbow. And for that reason, that's why I enjoy the infinite love of all the colors, the colores. Now, if you just take it for what it is, you might think, all right, it's talking about how beautiful the flowers are outside. You open a window and you smell the breeze. Beautiful. But there's something much deeper in this song. It's a song that serves to remind people that no matter what you are going through in your life, no matter what you came from before you walked into the doors of this church, no matter the worries that you have, the diagnosis that you might have received from the doctor, the feelings and the worry and the internal shame you might be having right now, no matter that, no matter what you are feeling or experiencing, still there is something beautiful all around you and I dare say within you. And so when we sing De Colores, it talks about overcoming struggles and being willing to see past what you're experiencing to see the goodness and the blessings that you indeed deserve in your life. De Colores was the official song of the United Farm Workers in California, led by Dolores Huerta and Cesar Chavez. Farm workers fought for higher wages, and they led a successful grape boycott, and they won concessions. But not many people know that every meeting that they had, every march that they had, every time they gathered and congregated to build community, they sang De Colores. One farm worker said, you can ask questions. It's a talk back church. It's okay. <laughs> One farm worker said, because the song gave us hope and it gave us faith. She said, when song De Colores was sung, it enhanced our own sense of community that we were all in this together to all fight for a better life. When we sang De Colores, she said, we knew all things were possible no matter what we were going through. Si se puede. De Colores, it helped the farm workers and the spirit of De Colores helped MCC. You saw in the video the history of Metropolitan Community Churches. We were founded in 1968. Now imagine this. The founder, Reverend Troy Perry, takes out an ad in a magazine, a metropolitan magazine, at a time when same-gender loving people, you did not want to put your address in any publication whatsoever. And yet he did it, 
and he started MCC. Began with 12 people, and today we, are in over, uh, we have over 250 churches across the globe, and that's only since 1968. But I want you to imagine with me now. You're part of this new community, and you're experiencing miracles from God. The community is growing. People are coming together. You see miracles happening in people's lives. People are, people's bodies are being healed. People's minds are being healed. But more than that, people's spirits are being healed. And they're experiencing blessing after blessing after blessing. Well, these blessings, they take with them wherever they go. And the early MCC days, they had to go from church to church. And here's why. Because they would go to one church and rent space out. But as soon as the landlord found out that they were inclusive and a diverse community that they housed and were a community for same gender loving people then they got the boots can't even worship god can you believe that and so they went from church to church to a movie theater to a church finally they said we need our own space so we're not always being kicked out of places but we need our own church one that we can call home, one that we can put hard work into. And so they did that, and they found a church, and they brought the property. And let me tell you, it was a piece of dump when they bought it. It was not pretty at all. It was dirty. It was slimy. It smelled. And yet, the people of God, just like so many of you come on campus care days and sweep and dust, they did that. Just like so many of you they, who come and whenever we need painting done, they did the painting. They put all this hard work and they made it beautiful. And when it was done, it was a shining light on a hill. They loved it. So imagine now, you've seen something from God like you've never seen before. And then one fateful night, as you saw in the video, it all burns down because someone set it on fire. Imagine that everything you worked hard for, the blessing you thought you had forever, just taken away from you. Have you ever had that where you felt like the blessing was just stripped away from you? Like you worked all, you worked so hard, you put all this effort, you sacrificed time, money, and your own spirit. And then you got your blessing, and then not too soon after, things changed. Well, it changed for MCC, and the church was burned down, and they were sad, and they were angry. I'm sure they used colorful language in those days, and they had a right to do so. But instead of throwing in the towel and saying, I'm done, instead of going back to the churches that didn't affirm or celebrate or love them, instead of going back to the shame-filled lives that they had uh, in the closets, as they referred to in the video, instead of doing that, they rebuilt Instead of doing that, they decided to have church in the streets. And you know when they did that, people of God, something happened. It wasn't just Christians coming to support and worship God with them. You heard in the video, it was Jews coming to support. It was agnostics and atheists coming who didn't even believe in religion, religion, but they believed in the power of people to overcome their circumstances and to fight evil with good. And so they did that, and MCC became more diverse than it ever was. This past Thursday, we had an interfaith gathering at a local synagogue, and it was Christians and Muslims and Sikhs and, and, and atheists and MCC folks. You know, we are one of a kind. But what was so interesting 
we brought, our contingent was leaders, members, and just friends of Resurrection MCC. Our contingent had Christians, Pentecostals, Catholics. Our contingent represented uh, Jewish tradition. Our contingent represented the atheist community. Going to an interfaith event, we were already embodying the values of what it means to be a diverse and inclusive community of faith. And I was so proud, and yet we're not there yet. We have so much work to do. And yet, just like MCC in those early days, kept going and rising like the Phoenix did, embracing the spirit of de colores, it's something that we still have to do in our lives. And so I challenge you to embrace de colores. Can you say de colores? De colores. All right, mariachis, you need some more singers. We have people. Yeah? In the first service, he said, I'll hire you all. There's something to be said, though, about de colores. I'm going to walk, but I can't. I'm, 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 I'm hammered down here. De colores. Even though you may not understand it, you can still embrace the spirit of it. Because the spirit of it was in the earliest community in the first century. Jesus embraced the spirit of de colores. What do you mean, Reverend Michael? I mean, here's a peasant, poor, outcast, Galilean, who is executed on a cross. Right? It could be the end. And yet somehow the story tells us he did not stay dead. That's de colores. That's moving. When you have a struggle, you still overcome. You do not let your situations or your circumstances have the last word. You let God within you carry you and you move forward as God helps you do it all. Today is a very special day for me. <laughs> um, it is a very special day for me because there is a personal experience that ties into this, and so that's how I know God is working through some of it. But today is my grandfather's 76th birthday, if he were alive today. He passed away four years ago. I, many of you know I did not grow up with a father figure in my life. And uh, in our family, the community was the family, it was la familia, right? We all chipped in to help raise and support one another. And so I didn't have a father figure, but I had abuelito. I call him el viejito, and he, he hated that, but he was still a viejito, old man. And so picture this, we had a great relationship. My mother would drop me off in the summer so he could take care of me. She'd drop me off in the front door, and as soon as she'd leave, we'd go out the back door to the most spiritual place you might know, the bar. <laughs> and we would have community over a pool table with waitresses, while he would congregate and really build community with some of his best friends. Um, I was building community with waitresses and just pool tables and whatever else. And yet still, there was something special about that. And there's something special about your past and your history, if you only see it. But when I was younger, I remember my grandmother and my grandfather always, always were cooking, right? When we lived with them, between 3.30 nights, say, I don't know, 7.30, 8 o'clock, even later, there was always food on the table because they would cook and then I would eat. 
And they would cook and then they would eat. And then they would cook and it was like a revolving door coming through the front door. Theas and Theos all coming in to eat, coming out of work. Food, enough for everybody. And we still did it. And people I didn't even know, my, uh, my uncles, they're, uh, they've, they've got, we say they're, they're from the Gaia, they're from the streets, so they know all these people from the streets also. Um, and so their friends and their compadres would come in and they would eat also. People I didn't even know, this is my home, who are these people just coming in here? And yet it wasn't just my home. I'd ask my grandmother, who are these people? She's like, I don't know, quien sabe? She's a de la calle, from the streets, you know? And yet there's something very profound about that de la calle. Because the ministry that we do as a community, ministry that we should do, is reaching out on the streets. De la calle. De la calle where people are feeling outcasts. De la calle where people are hurting and dealing with real life problems. Not whether or not uh, uh, Paul was right in Romans or not. But about paying the bills. About trying to win their kids back. About trying to build their relationships back. People dealing with real problems. De la calle. Jesus, you may not know, was from de la calle. A poor peasant. You know, Jesus goes into Jerusalem and they tell him, who is this? And they say, it's Jesus of Nazareth. And they say, Nazareth? What good can come out of Nazareth? Because Nazareth was a podunk town. It was a town of nobodies, basically. Jesus was a nobody. He was from De La Calle. But we see in the story that Jesus moves from De La Calle to De Colores. He embraces the fact that he is a child of God, no matter the circumstances he was born into. He embraces the fact that he is filled with the colorful notion that God lives inside of him, de colores, and he believes in it and he spreads it to all the disciples and the people who are around him. And so that's why he goes to the disciples and he reaches out to Maria de la Calle. He reaches out to John on the streets. He reaches out to all these people and he invites them to the community over the table and he eats with them from de la calle to de colores people of God when we do feeding the 500 it's not just doing it because it helps us feel good there are people in this room who are feeding the 500 every week and you just don't know about it that is from de la calle to de colores Hopefully, we can embody this core value of community. Hopefully, we can actually see that if we will do it, then even more miracles will happen, not only in our lives, but in the lives of all those who are around us. People of God, whatever you are going through today, you may feel like you are a person on the street. You may feel because you were kicked out of your community of faith, because you were kicked out of your church, you may feel as if you have no self-worth this morning. And you may raise your hands and pray and worship God, and yet even still, there's healing that needs to happen in your life. Later, we are going to open up this table. We invite you to come and receive and allow God to work through you and move from de la calle to de colores. May God bless us this day. And Jesus, we pray that your spirit would always be upon us, that your spirit might guide us. And we ask God 
that the person to the next of us might be blessed. We ask God that the person behind us would be blessed. We ask God that the person in front of us would be blessed. And God, we dare to say that even in this room, we leave space so we can be blessed. This isn't just my special day, but this is a special day for everyone in this room. We celebrate you, God. We celebrate what you're doing. May we be MCC. Help us to be community. In the name of Christ, we do pray. Amen.